What in the world is that from? Here, we're going to get things started. Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-Bone. <laughs> and Chick Brew. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Well, hello, beautiful. Hi, how are you? I've missed you so much. Really? Yeah, yeah, because it's been an extra week in between us. And I'm trying to kick out an episode every week. And that requires your participation. And you were for not. Yeah. Hey, what's on your schedule? Oh, I'm busy. Okay. Uh, so later? Silence on the line. You know what? Sometimes I think <laughs> it was a it was a very busy week. This I week. don't think I you can do a six in, in the morning show. Like. For those for those who don't know, Chick Brew is six hours in the future. She lives in the future. I live in the past. So coordinating <laughs> is sometimes an issue. But on the bright side, I did uh, I did get two episodes in while you were away this week. Since you've been gone, <laughs> I've been doing just fine. No, I did. A, I did an interview with uh, Will C, and I did an interview with Typhoon uh, Panda. They were both here this week at the uh, Comedy Zone in Harrisburg, which I went out to last night and uh, decided to get my racist on and do a Heil Hitler, which was fun. Well, it was a Black Panther pose. We were all gonna go, you know, we were all gonna go Black Black Panther, and and I just left my fingers extended. Because that was funny. And everybody laughed. And, and, and then I got on board with the And black. then they keyed my card. <laughs> <laughs> with a chainsaw. Then they keyed my so card. So it has been two weeks since we last spoke. And I don't like going a week without speaking to you. Because you are my bestest of besties when I speak to you. And when I only speak to you, it is on this show. So what you been doing? How come we weren't able to talk? What's going on in your world? So, oh my gosh. So last week was PRT week for me, which isn't always struggle. PRT? Actual, PRT is Not for, the actual PRT. The physical PRT readiness is, testing? It's fine. That's fine. It's the weighing and taping and measuring and Oh, no a struggle I dealt with for years and years and years. Leading into the PRT, that is the worst. Where you just spend an entire two to three weeks cranky, malnourished, and then you have like two days to make. <laughs> you you talked last time. You said, "Well, I'm not drinking right now," and I didn't even get into the why. But I also kind of figured it was cyclic because uh, when you're trying to cut weight, one of the things you got to do is the empty calories. That also doesn't actually help. I've I've quit drinking before and lost and like had it not be related to the PRT and lost no weight. Uh, so I don't know. So how I much? Drink, how much did I you need to lose? Of water. I don't actually need to lose weight ever. I just will get taped. I try to. I I dropped ten pounds. I just so that my calorie burn wouldn't have to be like one million calories on the bike. Um, but you know. It is what it is. It's so stupid. It's literally the dumbest thing For those thing ever. <laughs> who've never served in the military, it is one of the, you know, military, the, the military and supermodels is what it comes down to. If you're in the military or you're a supermodel, 
or if you work at Hooters, I guess, you can't you can't be fat. They don't let you be fat. But the rules have changed a little bit. You're allowed to be a little fat ever since COVID because, I mean, there's a lot of uniforms being stretched these days. More uniforms are being stretched now than when I was in. And I, and I stretched my share of uniforms. But, uh, yeah, they can fire you for being fat. Hooters, strippers, the military, <laughs> and supermodels. <laughs> That's it. It's a short list. Uh, Actually, I think, I think Abercrombie or Hollister, one of them, they hire their employees as models, as, as brand ambassadors. Which I, I don't really know anything about Abercrombie other than it's just like gay. It smells it's really just, bad. It's like they they're all the gay models. Of- <laughs> they have to be all gay models because... Normal straight men look more like me than any Abercrombie model. I mean, I had friends that worked at Abercrombie, and they were not gay. <laughs> but it is unfair to the rest of the straight men. <laughs> we'll say it does. They do put you at a disadvantage. If you're into that. Some people aren't into that. Some people are not. So you were, uh, you're prepping for the PRT. You're, you're, you're dropping 10 pounds so you don't have to bike uh, an ungodly amount because the calorie burns are directly equated to the weight that you are at the time of weigh-in. Right. And it was so hot in the cycling room. Like, I walked in there and I was like, oh, this is, this is uncomfortable. Like, the two-minute plank, that was not uncomfortable. Push-ups, not uncomfortable. Walked into the cycling room and I was just like... This may this may kill me. <laughs> it was so the plank. Hot in the there. plank is a new thing. They, the plank didn't exist when I was in. The plank is a substitute for sit-ups, correct? Correct. And you just you just you got to get in the position and you got to hold it for how long to pass? For me to pass, I had to hold it a minute and thirty-five. I did almost two minutes. I think a, it was like a minute thirty-five just to pass. Just to pass. Um. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I could do a plank for a minute thirty-five. I just put my headphones on really loud. And I know that when I get to a certain part in the song, I'm close to two minutes, and then I just stop. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, what was, I don't think what was the song anything. that inspired you through the pain? <laughs> uh, Silver Lining from Panic at the Disco. Okay. God, that was my... How does that, that go? My, I don't know that. No, because it's got some bad words, and I'm still looking for my bidet sponsorship. I just, I just want my bidet. So I've got my friends in town this weekend. I've got uh, Will C., I've got Typhoo Panda, and I've got uh, Covell uh, Hudson. They're all in town. And Covell gets on stage last night, and he's talking about uh, bidets. And he's like, how many people out there got bidets? And this is central Pennsylvania. Nobody's got bidets, but I'm in the back of the room. I got a bidet. I'm working on a bidet sponsorship, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got multiple bidets. So he does a fun routine on bidets, but he doesn't understand our connection with the bidet industry. I'm actually looking at upgrading. So I've got the 50. To, actually, I've gone one step further. I've talked to people in the production industry. So here's the thing about bidets. If you want the coolest of the cool, they've got to be hardwired. They have to have electricity going to the toilet And most people don't have an outlet near their toilet because that's not a place you put an outlet. So what I recommended to somebody who has the capacity to create something that I thought of, and I gave this to them free. You You make all the billions of dollars you want on this. I just want the product. And the product is a battery powered bidet. Uh, and a sponsorship. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be T-Bone and Chick Brew brought to, you, brought to you by 
clean butts. Like that's, <laughs> there's a vision out there. We'll get, the, the, we'll get our faces on the sides of the bidet. Like, Do you see this bidet? This is the T-bone and chick brew model. It's battery powered. chick brew endorsed bidets. It's got your face battery on one side, my face on the behind. other. <laughs> the fresh water. I, I I enjoy my upstairs. This is so silly to say. So in Europe, you don't have this problem. In Europe, you, you sit on the bidet, which is its own appliance. You sit in the forward-facing position, and that's how you, you clean everything up. But the American version, which is kind of a knockoff of the Japanese version, which I enjoy, is uh, just... You sit like you normally sit on the one appliance that you own, no extra appliance needed, and you turn the dial, and you turn the dial to the right, and you get this awesome stream that does everything it needs to do. And then if you turn the dial to the left, it also gives you a stream, but not as forceful and in a different direction. I think one is for front washes, one is for back washes, but I use them both because I have them available. But in the upstairs bathroom, the, the, the target acquisition is on point. Like uh, I, I, when I when I check to make it when I dry myself because I just dry myself when I dry myself, I'm clean. I'm golden. I'm good to go. But in the uh, downstairs bidet, the everything's not quite on point. I feel like there's something obstructing the nozzle. I'm not getting the, the full bidet bedazzlement. I'm not getting bedazzled down there. And uh, and, and then I go to you know dry myself and I turn out end up wiping myself but i'm going to tell you we installed those bidets specifically the upstairs bidet and in, in what i consider my bathroom because it's mine and it's my stuff and she's not allowed to use it or go in there in in my bathroom i am still on the same roll of toilet paper that i've been on for a year over a year roll single roll because i use the um dried up um wet wipes so we got the wet wipes because I, I, you know, I like to, I, I like to have a clean booty hole. That's just me. Nothing wrong with being clean. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Respect it. I think it's important. So I have the wet wipes, but I didn't have the container for the wet wipes, and it left open. So they're all dried out, but they make great towel and booty checkers. So they're very absorbent, you know? So I, I go in there to dry up and it sucks up all the water and it, it, they're white. So if there's anything that's not clean, it's gonna let me know. So uh, yeah, a whole year and I haven't gone through half, not even half of a roll of toilet paper in, in my bathroom. I, How many times a week do you poop? I poop every day, every day. Oh, I am. I am. Are you one of those people who don't poop every oh, yeah, day? No, I am a terrible pooper. The producer poops like once a month. Yeah. God forbid you go near it when. But uh, <laughs> I don't know how I don't I, I, I don't think I'm, I poop multiple times a day. Some days for the most oh, part, things are terribly wrong <laughs> for the most part. Once a day, occasionally more than once a day. Uh, more frequent than not, more than once a day. Fascinating. Congratulations. I, you can't hear it and you can't see it, but I am surrounded by Ridgebacks. How many are there right now? I have two on either side of me. They're both watching me intently. Neither one of them knows what's going on because they can't see you and they can't hear you. And it's just Poppy being crazy with the lights on. <laughs> they they don't know. <laughs> But I got Rosa and I got Zeus, and they are they are enthralled with what I am doing right now. So I have a Rupert. He's he's asleep. 
That's good. That's good. I don't want to wake Rupert. for a walk. He actually had a not so great poop on our walk since we're talking about poop um i think he has a little tummy now he's sleeping oh no i know what did you eat no telling okay <laughs> just keep an eye on that does rupert or other dog that doesn't doesn't get as much attention as rupert uh, do they uh what is his name <laughs> granger granger do there they, he is <laughs> do they eat grass they do. they do do you yell at them when they eat grass no. The producer consistently yells at both puppies anytime they eat grass. And I don't they know. They gotta eat the grass. It's good fiber. It's delicious. As veg. a child, I ate grass. And look how you turned out. Oh, <laughs> Stop eating the grass. Stop eating the grass. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Dogs have to eat. The, that's their veg. Our dogs eat spoiled, spoiled, spoiled boys that they are, are on a raw food diet. So for them, like, it's their salad to go with their steak. They're on a raw food diet? Yep. Tell me more. So we get food delivered and it's meat, whether it's chicken, horse, cow, rabbit, whatever, sardines, eyeballs, livers, hearts. It's all ground up in a tube and we feed them based on their weight. And is that's that, what they eat. For is that the manager dinner. laughing maniacally in the background? You could hear her laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's her. <laughs> I love her laugh. It's so genuine. It's a good, I know. It's such a good laugh. It's like, you just know that she means it. Do you know, this week, I had five people in my house, all of them from Kansas City, Missouri. Now, our, our super fan, Tegan, our super fan, Tegan, is from Kansas City, Kansas. And, and all of her friends that listen to us from Kansas are from Kansas City, Kansas, which the people from KC Mo look down on because KCK ain't nearly as cool as KC Mo. True story. I mean, I've been to both. It's easy. It's easy to get lost because if you uh, like you cross the bridge, you're in Kansas. You cross the bridge, you're back in Missouri. It all looks the same. They all talk the same. There's no accent in the Midwest. These are normal people. But uh, yeah, I had Will C, Typhoon Panda, and uh, Cavell Hudson. I had Amanda and Alex, and I didn't know until they dropped off uh, Rosa that they are both from Kansas also. My friend uh, Nick Costanza is a comedian down in uh, Jacksonville who moved to Kansas City because he's got roots there, and apparently now he's moved back. If I got Nick in here, that would have been six. I should do like specialty city weekends. Like if you want to come visit me <laughs> and be in the studio, you're going to have to. Oh, think about this, man. We have had working on those edibles or something. Have you dipped in? Oh, think about this, man. <laughs> what in the that '70s show just happened? We uh, we get stuff sent to us. I get stuff sent to me, and 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 I'm appreciative. But as our audience grows, I'm starting to like. Maybe we should invest in a P.O. box. You know, I got people coming. No kidding. People coming into my house to do the podcast. And I'm like, maybe I need a separate facility for the not. Not that I I mean, I know these guys. I have no fear of these guys. But if I were to do other people, I'm literally bringing them into my house, which I mean, it's pretty impressive. It is. It is. I mean, to be honest, if I didn't know you and I just met you and you're like, come to my basement and do a podcast with me, I would be like, ksh, 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 
stranger danger. <laughs> like I would no, I would I would mace you because of the way I look. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't. Don't touch I, I would me. Never... I don't know you. That's <laughs> my purse. Stop! Don't touch me there. That's my no-no square. <laughs> I would never. I would never invite someone into my house that I didn't know. So uh, I just found out last night that uh, someone, another comedy friend of mine that I've known for. 20 plus years, Roy Harbor, he's going to be here in Mechanicsburg at the end of the month. So I'm thinking, you know, con- reaching out to Roy and like, hey, man, I know we haven't talked in 20 years, but uh, what do you think about coming into my house? And he used to be the four foot pimp. Let me tell you this. The last time me and Roy were together, I think it was Daytona. His hair was almost as long as he was. I mean, he's he's not a very tall guy, and he had really long hair. But somewhere along the way, he went bald. I know it was after. So I did. I auditioned for Last Comic Standing one and Last Comic Standing two. One was in Atlanta. There was 110, 113, I think 113 comedians, and they were all people we knew, and it was an absolute blast. I started panhandling the panhandlers. And uh, and I was having more fun outside in line waiting to go in. So I'm when we that's how it is. <laughs> when we went to Tampa, I actually hired a drunk guy, a homeless person. I hired a homeless person to mock the production assistants because the production assistants would come outside and say, "Be quiet." Stay against the wall. They would just come out randomly and say, be quiet. Stand against the wall. So I hired this homeless dude. I was like, look, man, every time that cat comes out here and screams, be quiet, stand against the wall, I want you to scream, be quiet, get against the wall even louder. And every time it happens, I'll give you five bucks. So So 40 or $50 into this experiment, he then disappears. And I'm like, what the the heck, man? I hired this guy for a, a job. I don't know what happened. Well, apparently, I found out when the police came by, um, apparently, you know, he was homeless for a reason. He had some addiction issues. As soon as he had enough money, he went and got extremely liquored up and uh, he, he got picked up by the popo and the popo and me and big baby are there together. When this happens, we're sitting at a table. We've got our place in line. We're just waiting. And, uh, and, and the popo come up and go, okay, which one of you guys is paying this guy? I'm sorry. What do you mean, officer? What do you mean paying the homeless person? No, he said one of you guys was paying him money. I don't know what you're talking about. This is NBC Studios. This. <laughs> Why? Why were they were they going to arrest me for giving money to a homeless person for doing minor task? Was the IRS involved? Was there a W two I needed to fill out? What was going on here? Probably. Probably. <laughs> they wanted their share. I mean, that's how the police get funded. Got to get that share. I way before we even get to birthdays. I I want to rescind an honorable mention. I want to take it back. And here's why I take it back. Because Carrie Kellogg has been a friend of mine for a very long time. And however that week fell out, he was just an honorable mention. Because there were other people in front of him. Maybe they were prettier. Or maybe they were closer to me. Or maybe they participated more in the show. I don't know why. But Carrie was an honorable mention versus a birthday boost. Uh-huh. 
And all it was is like, and Carrie, happy birthday to Carrie and blah, blah, blah. And then he messaged on the, on the fan page. He was like, hey, thanks for the shout out. And I felt so tiny and so small because this is a friend of mine. I love this guy. He's very, you know, he's joined us on the quarantine conversations too. And to not, and to not give him a birthday boost, I felt really bad about that. So I'm rescinding the honorable mention that we gave and pushing out a happy, happy, happy birthday to one of the best crazy eights I've ever known in my career and who <laughs> continues to be a mentor, a friend, and a brother, Carrie Kellogg. Happy belated birthday boost. I had to get that in. I, I, I have honestly... I thought you were rescinding because you had made someone else mad and they weren't talking to you and I... being petty. <laughs> uh, but no, that's a valid reason to rescind I the think, birthday boost. I think I that's that. a great reason to valid uh, to take away somebody's birthday boost. Like, I mentioned there in an honorable mention and they didn't say anything, so I'm taking it big. Name, 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 name. name. This is my wish and I'm taking it back. Time for a what commercial. Get your laugh on and save a life. The Harrisburg Comedy Zone, in partnership with the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank, offer two free passes for every single pint of blood donated. Quick clarification, it must be your blood. One pint, two free passes. That's almost the junkie rate for a plasma donation. Did you know a single pint of blood can save as many as three lives? Did you know the Harrisburg Comedy Zone features amazing talent from all over the country every single weekend? Did you also know that blood expires and the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank is in regular need of donations? For more information on how you could save a life and have a laugh, visit cpbb.org and harrisburgcomedyzone.com. That's one word, harrisburgcomedyzone.com. I don't think they meant to make the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank a tongue twister, but give it a <laughs> shot. Go ahead and try saying Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank three times. I see a dog. <laughs> Where? Oh, hey, sweetie. Hi, how are you? You you saw Rosa, and now Zeus is jealous. So here he comes. The it, flat line in the commercial. I have I have in headphones, mm -hmm. but Rupert heard it and he like sat up and was like, what that <laughs> "Oh my diddle!" That's but good to know that if you ever flatline, at least he'll he'll be aware that something is he'll amiss. Know that Something has gone awry. So since August the 1st, I have had a, a, an issue in my back and it is yet to be properly diagnosed. But what I find myself doing for the last month is I am uh, spending a lot of time on the floor. The only way I've been able to really find relief is to get as flat as possible, as quickly as possible, and then do a bunch of, you know, stretches and stuff like that to, to make the pain go away. So I'm looking at a lot of ceiling tiles. I've seen ceiling tiles in my work uh, and the PT places and the doctor places and every floor of this house. But the, one of the things that gets interrupted, it started with Zeus. So Zeus, he's very protective. He cares about me. And if I'm lying on the floor, number one, that's that's different. So he's trying to figure out what's going on. And the more I lie on the floor, the more protective he becomes over me. He he puts his body on top of me. As I as I say that, I, I'm going to admit what he does. He he does not try to have oral sex with me. Uh, but but the it passions. is it is close. It is, it is when, he's, when, when he is listen to that. 
Dad, don't embarrass me. <laughs> when when he is standing over me, his junk is usually in my face. And, yeah, uh, protective. Uh, yeah, and I'm trying to, like, okay, I appreciate the thought, but uh, if you could have done this in the different direction. So, so now, you know, now I've got both of them in the house, and I'm getting flat on the floor to relieve the pain, and I have both of them standing over me, but still <laughs> only one of them is presenting their junk uh, to me. Goodbye. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Rosa was to put her JJ over my face, if I would feel any different. Like <laughs> I feel like it's. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's a dog vagina. I'm okay with a dog vagina. <laughs> in case, then we would need to really talk about your security issues that you seem to have. Oh, God. I crack myself up sometimes. You know what? Because I can. I I am so disappointed in my friend Typhoon Panda. He had, we went to lunch at uh, Sushi Heaven. It was great. It's all you can eat sushi, which you usually don't get unless you go to like a Chinese place. And let's be honest, the Chinese aren't great at sushi. Ladies and gentlemen, you're just going to have to ignore the noises. Ridgebacks play rough. And they're just playing and they're having a good time. Thank and it you. sounds like murder is occurring, but uh, I apologize for the extra noises. What was I saying? Typhoon Panda. So we go to lunch at Sushi Heaven uh, and we're having a great conversation. It's just four comics sitting at a table eating sushi and laughing. And he starts to tell me this premise of his. It's about his dog. And and I, and I there were some points on here. I was like, dude, this is so much fun. There are some ways that this could go with be so much funnier. And then we're sitting down. We're doing the interview with uh, with Will. We did uh, talk about cooking with Typhoon Panda. We did the book of everything. So we incorporated a little bit of the show into the interviews. And one of the uh, one of the things that came out of the book of everything was, of course, talking about dogs. And he's like, "Man, that's that's a that's a sign. We're gonna have to." That's a horrible impression. But I'm good at horrible impressions, so just deal with it. That's a sign. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do that joke tonight. I'm gonna do that joke tonight. Was I? If you're doing that joke tonight, I'm gonna be there. So of course I was there. And of course he didn't do the joke. I paused to allow that roar to go through. <laughs> it really just sounds like they're talking to each other. <laughs> oh, but not on this end. On this end, I could see them fighting, and uh, it's very, it's very animated. It's awesome. I love it. I love these two. Uh, Zeus was probably a year old before he met Rosa, who was like two months old. And they've been friends ever since. That They were friends in Spain. And that uh, when his family came back to the States, they're only a couple hours away from us. So when we go on vacation, they get to watch Zeus. And when they go on a vacation, we get to watch Rosa. And it's a great, great... For me, the, the, here's the deal. Your best friend sleepover. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it's also good for me. I, I, I've been in a lot of pain lately. And Jules, uh, the man, the producer, she sends me a message like, hey, they want to know if we can watch Rosa Labor Day weekend. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I don't know how many times I can say yes, yes. <laughs> and instantly started feeling better, even though I was in the middle of an attack at the time. Yeah, so, emotional support animals are, they're real. I want, have you seen the, what's the craziest emotional support animal you've seen? Squirrel. I saw alligator. Well, I'm here for that. Yeah, and emotional. First of all, I'm not a big fan of ESAs. I'm not a big fan because every pet 
is an emotional support animal. Yes. Every if, yes. if they don't have to be certified, they don't have to go through anything. If you got a dog, if you got a cat, if you got a parakeet, and they keep you company, and they, they, they especially as dogs. Soon as I, I can do my heart rate on my watch in the car when I pull in the house, I could come and s- immediately just sit on the couch between both of my dogs. Boom! 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 <laughs> I could go from sitting to sitting, and the difference is dogs. And there's a huge difference. They just... Because a dog always makes you feel loved. It's not not that they don't know time. Dogs know time. Dogs know time. They know exactly what time they're supposed to be fed in the morning and in the night. They know exactly what time they expect you to take them out. They know. So, you know, people have always said dogs don't understand time. But when when you're coming home and you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be home at 5 o'clock and that dog is waiting at the door at you at 5 o'clock, it's because the dog knows time. And the dog wants to see you. So uh, when I open that door and he's there. When I am home and if the manager is supposed to be home from work, if, if it's if it's a certain time, if it goes a little late, like there's an after work meeting or whatever, they're like ready. They are at the window. They're like, I don't understand. I don't see the car. What is going on? Yeah. It should be here by now. Like, that where's my human? With- and I'm here. I mean, I'm the second favorite human. I'm, I'm the auxiliary human. But still, like, they're like, where? As a child of the 70s, I was kind of the same way because both of my parents worked. I babysat myself. And uh, and I had kind of learned when they were supposed to be home. So when they didn't come home, I would be in the window like, where's my mommy and daddy? <laughs> Different times. Are you ready to spin the wheel? Time to talk about cooking. And tonight, brew one thing. You know, f- all. Uh, we're going to be talking about cooking, and I'm going to be uh, turning that back up because I turned it down because that comes in hot for me. For those of you who don't know, and if you're a regular listener, of course you know all the things I'm getting ready to say, but my friend Chick Brew is a board-certified, state-sanctioned, internationally renowned chef. She is a she is schooled in the culinary skills. She has a particular set of skills in the culinary fields, and every week we talk about cooking. She's also her uh, caterer who does catering events, usually of the vegan variety for the strangest reasons. So we like to talk about cooking, what she's cooking. I am an experimenter. I am a a certified salad chef, but everything I do outside of salads is actually testing the boundaries of my certification. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you been cooking lately? This week... I am going to be trying my hand at some Danish. Oh, really? Yeah. Going the savory route. That's a new thing for you. Is this for a a particular event or is this for the household or is this for further continuing education credits? (laughs) I'm going to do some traditional with the cream cheese filling and then I'm going to do, I think I'm going to try to do some cream cheese, but like bacon and chives, cream cheese Danish. What is the difference between a Danish and a strudel? Is is a, is a is a Danish is a strudel just a bunch of Danishes put together? I thought I have no idea. You know, strudel isn't that the crumbly stuff? No, it's strudel. very it's that's very Danishy, but it's long and it's like a bunch of eights put together. Oh yeah, I'm not making that. <laughs> I would love to see a strudel with different flavors in between each of the eight circles. 
Oh, yeah, wow. Time. I'm now, gonna do the, I'm just gonna do a traditional Danish. Cause you know what? I love, love, love cream cheese Danish. I love them. I am They're a big fan. So good. And they just can't get a good one here. The ones they used to sell at the, at the coffee shop, they were okay, but they were cold. They were always cold and kind of gummy. You want to hear an interesting walked, fact I, wanna... I learned this week? Philadelphia cream cheese, not, not made, in made in Philadelphia. Was never made in Philadelphia. Some New Yorkers thought Philadelphia was a great name for their cream cheese and just put it on the label. Makes Something. no sense to me whatsoever. Upstate New York, as far away from Philadelphia as you could get. I mean, if they just went straight down the line, it would be like Pittsburgh. And now Pittsburgh cream cheese just just does sound disgusting. <laughs> Why would they do that? Why would you name something Philadelphia cream I mean, cheese for no reason? It's like the the guy who named Lululemon, uh, Japanese fellow, uh-huh. wanted to market towards Americans, knows that Americans tend to be a little bit selective in their purchases and where they're from, and didn't think that anyone would guess that Lulu would come from a country that doesn't use that word, <laughs> doesn't use that letter. What is, what is Lululemon, for those of us who don't know? Leggings. They're the leggings. Leggings. And because he's like in, he's like in our language, L's come out like R's. And so. Reary. Yep. It's like like Aldi and Trader Joe's. Americans did not respond well to Aldi as a name. (laughs) I had never, I had never seen Aldi until uh, it came to Rhoda. And the, the beauty of a German supermarket coming to Southern Spain was more than one person could go down the aisle. That the aisles made sense. That uh, it was very. I mean, it was. You almost killed me. Because <laughs> you were drinking when I said that. And it has lime juice in it, so it was very sour and pickly. <laughs> no, it was. You know, Spanish supermarkets are. They've got everything, but the aisles are really tight, and it's not like cart friendly. You're supposed to just like walk around and pick up a couple of items. Who is looking? Zeus is looking at himself in the mirror because he's he's bored now. And uh, <laughs> and Aldi came in as like here's an alcohol section, here's a beer section, and 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 two people could be on the aisles at the same you time. Know they also have bread and cheese and meat there. They do. You just go on the beer and alcohol aisles. No, 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 uh, aisles, no. So. They they have a cool thing in the, in the bread section, so they'll make you they'll make a fresh loaf of bread. And you could take that fresh loaf of bed that you're going to purchase and put it in the slicer and it'll slice it for you. As uh, thick as you want or as thin as you want. That is that is as Gucci as it gets, man. So uh, in, in my conversation about cooking, I have all the ingredients to make gimbap. The last time I made gimbap, I almost killed myself. Let's not do that again. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. And that is the trepidation in uh, having uh, another round. So I've got the eggs. Eggs didn't try to kill me. I've got the uh, fake crab meat. That didn't try to kill me. I've got the seaweed. I've got the rice. I've got the sesame. And I've got the carrots. The carrots. <laughs> now, when I, the technique I learned for sweating carrots, you, my chef friend, say is, is a no-no, that I should do it differently. The technique I learned was you, you, you julienne the carrots you put them in a thing, you sprinkle salt on them, and the salt just pulls all the water out of them. 
but I put too much salt in last time, like a toxic amount of salt in last time, and you recommended something different. How do you recommend I sweat the carrots? No, that's the right way, but wash them afterwards. I, I'm pretty sure I did, because I knew I had used an ample amount of salt. Well, don't use that much salt again. Okay. Do not. Uh, what kind of salt are you using? Just regular? Iodized table? little lady with an umbrella salt? <laughs> I mean, we've got the Gucci salts, but I think those are supposed to be used on s special things, like right? Like ancient Himalayan deep sea dust salt rock. I don't <laughs> Here's the thing about salt. I don't understand it, okay? I, I, you could, you could, because you're trying to get them tender, right? Yes, Pull out some of them yes. And get them tender. Why don't you just blanch them? I think that's what you told me to do, was to blanch them. And, that and would be better. I think that would be safer. So it's, it's, yeah. because I'm not a, a culinary expert, blanching is uh, you get the water really hot, you throw the things in there, you bring it to a boil, and somehow that does it. Yeah, you don't even... I think the only thing I've just, ever blanched before is like spinach. Same thing. Same, same thing. You just, you put, can leave it in a little bit longer because they're a little bit more dense. Put it in hot out. water until it becomes limp. Or as... as <laughs> a story of my life. <laughs> supple as you'd like. <laughs> I think I'm going to go that route. I do not want to risk. I do not want to risk almost killing myself again for a delicious Korean delight gimbap, which uh, once, as always, thanks to my friend Melanie... Um, or you could pickle them. Talk to me about pickling. So this is what I did. I boiled some eggs and I put them in the, the residual pickle stuff. So these people in central Pennsylvania are big fans of bologna. They are big fans of bologna. So you got your regular bologna that we all know and love. And then they've got this thing called ring bologna. And then they've got all these like pickled bologna's and they've got bologna sticks. They got bologna go blowing out the wazoo here. No, no. So I, I bought the pickled bologna because I was curious and it was I it was tasty. And, you know, it took about six months to get through the bottle. But then at the end of the six months, I had this vinegar residual thing left over. The brine. Yeah. So I boiled some eggs and I threw it in there. And they've been sitting in there about a year. And I'm afraid to try them. <laughs> Can't imagine why. But they, they're pickled. They're, they should be fine, right? They should be pickled in the flavor of some hot bologna juice. God, that sounds disgusting when I say that. Yeah. Also, don't eat those. Like, don't? Don't eat those. Okay. Tell me how to pickle. How do you pickle? I think because well, a pickling is a preserve, like it's a way to preserve food, right? Right. But like, depending on what you're pickling, it, it's about having the right salt to vinegar ratio. And again, like sliced pickles and stuff like that, you can keep those in your refrigerator for what feels like an eternity, but they never go bad, which is just weird. Why wouldn't a pickled egg not go bad? Again, I don't know what the salt to vinegar ratio is. It's the brine that keeps them safe. Right. It's the but brine I, that keeps I used, bacteria from growing. I used but, the brine that was used for the bologna. That seems like good brine. Oh, that just sounds so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it. Yeah, no, no. I take it back. Or, I take it back. or it's the most amazing thing ever. So bad. And I'm sure the idea of the double dragon from the floor yeah, like, you should absolutely eat those. <laughs> you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. It's Chick Brew telling me to eat these uh, eat these eggs I'm afraid of eating. Eggs are eggs are a weird creature. You know, you've got the thousand-year-old eggs. You've got balut. You've got a lot of different types. Of 
<laughs> all I I looked to my left and all I saw was teeth. Just. <laughs> I love when dogs like their mouths are like right next to each other and all you see is. And I'm like, you guys, that's not how. That's <laughs> that's not how the. Bite that's exactly is. what I just saw. Just four rows of teeth aimed at me while making noise. Yes, yeah, so I am. I am looking forward to making gimbap. I am also looking forward to not dying from poisoning myself. So I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to blanch my carrots. And in next week's episode, I'll be happy to tell everybody how that uh, how that came out. What I what? What about the eggs? I'm going to try the eggs. I'm going to take an egg. I'm going to take an egg out of the the the, the bologna brine. Is the producer home? No, I don't think I could get away like, with doing that in front of her. No, but like in town. Yeah, yeah, she's in. Like, I would mean, be available to call an ambulance for you. Well, here's what I'm thinking. I, 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 because I, I told you in advance, I was afraid to eat these eggs. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to bite into the egg. I'm going to taste the egg, and then most likely spit it out without without consuming it. I'm going to taste it without consuming. Yeah, smell check first, right? Smell check first. Well, I mean, if you smell anything that's been stuck in a brine for a year, what are you expecting to smell other than the brine? It's a good first taste test. <laughs> okay, I'll sniff it first and then I will taste it and and I am thinking I will probably spit it out. But I don't know. What if it tastes like an amazing meat pickled egg? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe no. I only eat half and see if that's safe. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are sweating. Look at my cheeks. Well, I, I'll give you time to recover while we play uh, one of our, uh, we, we introduce people to the hotline. It's the Keyboard and Chick Will Hotline. You used to call me on my... I feel it's so silly. I feel bad that I didn't use the Tegan version. So I've got three different versions of that. Uh, one sponsoring the kids in one way, one doing the kids in the other way. And then, of course, Tegan's version. And Tegan is a super fan and we love Tegan. But and who also happens to be from Kansas City, I, I think I've mentioned. Uh, but, you know, if we don't if we don't specifically call her out, she gets a little she gets a little angry. So <laughs> we talked about cooking. We've had our usual get together chat. You know what I think it's time for? Every week we go into the book of everything and we try to learn something. We try to get a little educated, try to be a little smarter. And we share this with the audience because in the book of everything, there are over 1,200 facts of stuff you never knew before. Oh, I can't wait to do the news. I can't wait to do the news because it's been so long since we did the news, mainly because you've been gone, but also because the last two people I had in the studio, they they, they didn't really know the format. So they didn't come in. They didn't come in with any news. Uh, Here we go. Our first fact from the book of everything deals specifically with Austrians. 99% of Austrians are German. Though most Austrians insist they are not German. (laughs) Are German, but they're not German? Uh, 99% of Austrians are German. So they're all German, but 
all of them deny the fact that their ancestry is from Germany. And I, I, I can kind of understand why Germany's kind of a kind of a bad rap, if you will. Uh, I love Germany. <laughs> well, they, they've done some bad things, and you may want to, you know, like, uh, yes, it, it sounds the same, but we are not them. We are different. We are Austrians. We are not Germans. I I'm going to Austria in February. Are you? Maybe a mistake because it's going to be cold. It is going to be cold. Where are you going in Austria? Vienna. Hi, sweetie. Oh, yes, Vienna. All right. And since we're on the uh, Austrian uh, thing, and since you're going to Austria, our second fact from the Book of Everything, I think you'll appreciate this. Austrians like to claim that Hitler was really a German, whereas Mozart was an Austrian, whereas the reverse is true, and Mozart was a German, and Hitler was Austrian. Austria. They got issues there, man. They got issues. Those. I can't wait to go. <laughs> I have the only thing always. I'm about is that I'm gonna we're gonna miss the ice giant's cave because it's closed. Oh no! I know. Oh no! So sad. But I also can't imagine climbing up a mountain ice cave in February because it's already gonna be cold enough. <laughs> I think I've always known that Hitler was an Austrian, and I, I think some part of me thinks that there was some uh, some Jew in him. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you that in a second. And, and Mozart, I always thought was Austrian because the Austrians' propaganda machine had me thinking he was Austrian when, in fact, he's actually German. Those are those are the facts that we learned today from the Book of Everything. The reason I laughed a little bit extra there at the word Jew, my father, uh, that was his. Uh, that was his uh, nom de plure, right? That was that was his other name. He was he was Don the Jew. I, I don't know why uh, he had a belt. It had Jew written on it. He wasn't Jewish. He wasn't, when he would beat me with the belt, he wasn't stingy with the beatings. He, but, but that was his nickname. He was Don the Jew. That's, that's who my dad was, right? And I told that story to uh, Typhoon Panda this week. And uh, he's, he's laughing a little bit. And, and then all last night, he's calling me uh, the Jew Junior. <laughs> <laughs> when I did my ancestry thing, guess who's Eastern European Jewish? It's me. Are you it's a Jew? Me. Turns out, didn't know. Uh, why would you do the 23 and me? My parents were mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, but you're, in, in the meantime, you're going to help somebody solve a serial killing. I will never do, never do 23 and me. Perfect. <laughs> you just don't want to know if you owe anyone back child support. No. That is, uh, no, I, I don't really have that issue. I am uh, unfortunate looking enough where that's really never been a problem <laughs> for me. <laughs> hey, do you have any headlines for me? Of course I have headlines. Oh, I can't that's wait. literally the one thing that you asked me to do, and so I do. You are so special. Here we go. Firefighters rescue cow with head stuck in. <sighs> this only takes place in middle America. This, uh, it, oh, there's two places where this could take place. This takes place either in middle America or in Australia. Because Australia is the middle America of the rest of the world. And, uh, but, uh, so I, I'm thinking middle America, a place, uh, middle America that's got trees. I'm guessing Kansas. 
maybe Missouri. They've got <laughs> call up the fire department. And again, these people are middle middle America. They don't really have an accent. So if any accent I imply here is uh, is purely for entertainment purposes. Hi, y'all fire department. Uh, we, we, we got a, a, a cat up in the tree. And, and ladies and gentlemen, not a problem. Not a problem. We respond to cats in the tree all the time. No, no, no. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a cat. It's a cow. What? It's a cow. It's a, okay, look, ladies and gentlemen, we respond. We respond. Uh, I don't know why the fire department would be referring to ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. We respond to cats in the tree all the time. We'll be there in 10 seconds. You know, just give us a moment. We'll put our lives, you know, we'll put everybody else's life at risk so that we can respond here and get your cat out of a tree. It's not a cat, it's a cow. All right, so they show up. <laughs> what does that look like to you? <laughs> I am looking at a picture of a cow with its head stuck in a tree. That is hilarious. I mean, there are people who have cows as pets and, yeah. and bless them. I and, and cows are creatures and as a meat eater, I don't befriend cows because I eat them, a lot of them. And like that looked like a helpless animal stuck with its head in a tree in the picture that you just showed me. But I'm looking at I'm looking at the the tenderloin. I'm looking at the ribs. I'm like, this is an easy kill. We can make this simple. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. I don't know where I could go with that that would make that more entertaining other than making fun of the people who called the phone call in. I thought it was funny. It's not a cat, it's a cow. And, and, then, and then, you know, you've always got the people, you got kids all the time getting their heads stuck in railings and stuff. And then they got to cut the railing and do damage to the house instead of... It, all it really needs, the cow, the kid, whoever is stuck in anything, if you can get your head in, you can get your head out. And uh, what, it, what it requires is... A uh, really strong. No, it doesn't require butter. Butter's nice. Vaseline's even better. But somebody has to pull you and pull you even when you go no, or in the cow's case, you got to yank. Because if you can get your head in, you can get your head out. It's the same space. I've seen that with uh, with people who go like spelunking or whatever spelunking and and, uh, and other cave things where they. They do things fat people never do, where tiny little skinny people put themselves in tiny little positions that they shouldn't be in, and then they can't back out, and then they die. That's, and that's how you know they've never been fat, because as fat people, I, there are so many things I'm like, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah you're no, gonna get not, and I'm not like, doing that. Oh, look, a plastic chair. I think I'll sit over here. I don't. <laughs> look at I, this ground. This ground has never fallen. <laughs> I, have, I have had furniture collapse underneath me when I was much smaller. I don't sit on anything that doesn't look like it is sturdy. Like uh, <laughs> at, the, nice. <laughs> <laughs> at the place last night. First time ever I've seen a danger sign on a water fountain. Yeah, the Harrisburg Comedy Zone, they've got, it's connected to a club, and the club's got a water fountain that is crazy deep, and it's got a very forceful uh, flow that comes over the top of it, and there are fish that live inside. The most miserable fish on the planet, because it's like living in an earthquake zone all your life. Just... <laughs> Anyway, I don't know why I went there. Uh, do you have another headline for me? Of course I have another headline. Oh, let's uh, see what we got. Your electric car could run one day. 
crabs. <laughs> crabs from the ocean or crabs from the pubic? I <laughs> leave it open to interpretation. That's the whole point. Hey, uh. <laughs> hey, is that Shirley still living down the street? I need to fill up my tank. I need some fresh craps. Your tank, they are doing everything they can right now to get away from uh, the green car, the electric car. California is saying, yeah, yeah, we don't have enough energy for you to charge your car. And the places that charge to charge your car, as you, as a Tesla owner, have yet to experience because you're not in the States, do you go to Aldi to fill up? Do you fill up your Tesla at Aldi? Yeah, but then you have to pay the electricity. Or you could go to Aldi and plug it in and go shopping for eight or nine hours and get a free tank of gas. Or I could pay two euro a, a day and plug it in at my house and wake up and it will be ready to go. It's only costing you two euro a day. It's so, it's the dip in off-peak hours. It's like 17 Four. <laughs> hour. 17 cents a kilowatt hour. Yeah. And how long does it take? I to drive from here uh -huh. to the base. Yes. And then back. Yes. So you don't have to top off. You don't really go long distance. Oh, where am I going to go? You, you, I got to go to work. I go to work and I go home. I go to work and go home. Like, oh, daggone it. What do you think that I'm doing with my day? So those people adult. who travel longer distances are, you know, they're, they're finding out the hard way that an electric car is not the dream that they thought it was. Because a lot of people, for some reason, think that the electric car, that the electricity is like magic and free. People, people not realizing that their electric cars are fueled by nuclear power plants and by coal and by things that are not green. And, and then they have no idea that if you ever have to replace the battery on these electric cars, that it's crazy expensive. And, and, and you know my argument has always been that making an electric car does so much damage to the actual planet that I, that's why I protest against them. I am an American, an American gas lean using American. That's what I do. A gasoline engine, gasoline powered. What was the headline again about? Oh yeah, crabs. Uh, so they're trying to get away from the, the power source that they actually have to, could you imagine? I mean, in California, they're talking about you can't charge your car during these hours because of the power surges. And so, you know, you make it a political statement by saying cars, but that's always been an issue with the, the power surge. And in England, like during the World Cup, uh, yeah, they would blow out the power grid because everybody would make tea at the beginning or the Texas. end or the middle or wherever Period. it is. What's that? All of Texas constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my running air conditioning. <laughs> can you imagine how many crabs? First of all, I don't know. Don't potatoes? Don't potatoes have an electric charge in them? Don't potatoes make energy somehow? Can't you run a they clock are, off a potato? They carry a current. They carry a current. Okay. So why are we making electric cars that work off potatoes instead of killing millions of sea roaches? They're using an electrolyte found in crabs. They're, it's crab Gatorade. Do they? Car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the crabs don't survive the extraction of the crab Gatorade. Didn't did I? Didn't we just talk about the crab bourbon or whiskey? We did not. Oh, I didn't. That was a headline. I had pulled headlines for last week. Crab bourbon. Yeah. I like crab. I don't yeah, like, like cleaning a, crab. So uh, it's, it's crab strange how much I like artificial crab. 
What about that? Could they power electric cars with artificial crab? That way poor crabs don't have to die? Something else dies. I don't know what artificial crab is made of. It's a sea creature that tastes like crab. New Hampshire distillery turns invasive crabs into whiskey. Invasive crabs. Man, that's like the most racist thing you can say in the animal world. They're invasive. There's the invasive. They're not in, they're not, weren't naturally found in, in the New Hampshire area, in New Hampshire area. And so they are boiling them down and adding like Old Bay and all kinds of seasonings. So yes, that to eat them. Like that whiskey, sounds delicious. Whiskey, uh, low country boil whiskey. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds disgusting to me because uh, I'm not a big whiskey person. I do love crab, but I'm not a big whiskey person. I don't know that I need like crab flavored whiskey. I, if I'm going to send you the link to that one because it's fun. Whatever it's flavored. I'm interested. So, uh, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not a big whiskey fan, but if you put it in peach, I'll give it a try. If you make it taste like cinnamon, I'll check it out. I, apple, okay, let's see what this tastes like. If you're going to give me a crab version, I'm going to try it. I, I'm going to try it. And it well, you're, might... You're- it might be well, the most delicious, delicious thing ever. Area. It might so be the most delicious thing ever, right next it. to my uh, bologna vinegar eggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. we've missed Go a lot of whiskey, and then you just have yourself a Daniel's time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got bologna uh, eggs and crab whiskey, and <laughs> what are we putting on his tombstone again? <laughs> bologna eggs and crab whiskey. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fly back to the states, and I'm gonna have to do a eulogy of. He was one of my nearest and dearest. I think podcast killed him. I the podcast, (laughs) yeah, it was, and and then then it goes through the roof, and we get a hundred million hits, and And uh, all the bidet sponsorships you could ask for, and uh, and I don't get the fruits of my own labor because I was killed by bologna pickled. Eggs and, eggs and and crab, crab whiskey. whiskey. All right, you know what? We haven't said uh, we haven't done birthday boost in two weeks. We got some catching up to do, but we're gonna try to keep it short because we're running long. It's time for a birthday boost. And if you don't know what birthday boosts are, here's what it is. You have a birthday. We like you. You're a friend or you're a fan of the show. What do we do? We we just we put it all out there. We tell you all the wonderful, great things. Maybe they are or are not true. We don't know. But we give you a boost on your birthday. And if you don't meet those requirements, what we will also do for all of our other friends is we will give them a usually unretractable honorable mention but in special special cases we will also do an honorable mention chick brew as always you get to go first who is on uh, who's up for a birthday boost my bestest friend in the whole wide world oh my goodness sixth, is it my birthday sixth grade oh bestest girlfriend in the whole wide world <laughs> uh melissa i don't know she's younger than me but not now thank god i hate that when you're like friend is just like a few months younger and they're like old but then they catch up it's a good feeling i'll never catch up to you you're just too wise (laughs) (laughs) but no my best friend melissa we met in choir in sixth grade we got in trouble for talking all the time we still talk all the time nothing has changed all i wanted was for her to come visit me for her birthday airline tickets are too expensive jokes on me and so just next year melissa next we're doing it big that sounds so so ominous and threatening 
it is. It's going to be great. It's going to be just like in school when I would tease her relentlessly and somehow she still likes me. I don't know. <laughs> Next year is going to be big. I, uh, I'm giving my birthday boost this week to, uh, for two reasons. Number one, because this guy spent 28, 29 years in the Michigan State Police, but at uh, a side hustle was being a comedian. He's a very funny man. He's been doing comedy for years and years. He's finally retired after being a law enforcement for many, many years. And of course, I support the blue. Dwayne Gill, one of the funniest retired Michigan State police officers I know. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best and the brightest. And uh, I continue, as always, to live my life vicariously through you. Happy birthday and congratulations on your retirement. And that, uh, that is my birthday boost number one. Who's your number two? Ryan Davis. We worked together. Uh, he was my favorite road dog. I don't even know where he is for his birthday. I think he was in Alaska last week. He does, um, what is it? Rock and roll marathon, Ironman marathon. Oh yeah. Like works for them. So wherever there's one of those races, he's always at, and he's really hard to track down, but he's the person that will wake up at 4am and help you load the van when everyone else is still sleeping. That's my kind of guy. Good guy. Love that guy. Awesome. Uh, moving on to my second uh, the birthday boost. I'm going to give this one out to uh, Birmingham's own. Well, he doesn't live in Birmingham anymore. Uh, he he is is he is out there in no man's land, man. I, I remember when he bought this piece of property uh, and he started a whole new life out there in Idaho or Wyoming. Uh, I don't I, I don't remember exactly where Russ Nagel lives, but it's one of the big states, Montana. I don't know, but I have known Russ for over 20 years. Uh, the, the, he used to be the machine gun of comedy. Now he's America's funniest biker. Russ is a very, very funny guy and an inspiration. He, when he was headlining uh, back in the 2000s, he would go out of his way to take his time to talk to other comics about what they could do to be better and how they could progress. And, and he has been killing it for 20 years in the comedy game. So I, I normally see my, I, I've started to see myself doing birthday boost in uh, pairs, whether it be two women, whether it be two comedians, whether it be two Spanish friends or two Americans. And this week, this week, it looks like I'm doing two comedians. Russ Nagel and Dwayne Gill are my birthday boost for this week. <laughs> Who's on your honorable mention list? I've got Brian McDonough, Susie Boydson, Dave Howard, uh, my cousin Franny, and Carrie Martinez. Kept it short. Oh, Nicole I... Bratcher. Oh, my gosh. Kept oh, my gosh. I actually met Nicole in the same choir class as I met Melissa. The three of us were, like, constantly in trouble. Just luckily we were all in the alto section, and we were basically the alto section. Did it move us? <laughs> that is a win. You're, you're win now right third there. chair in the alto section of four. <laughs> We carried the choir. <laughs> she couldn't move us. <laughs> I got some great honorable mentions. The uh, very first one that comes to mind is uh, one of my former AFN family members from uh, AFN Korea. That's Ed, uh, Edwin Pierce. Brian Scott's having his birthday. Kenny Rugg, who's uh, one of the most manly men I know. An amazing guy. Penny Harper. Paul Pizarski. Roxanne Rockhart. Uh, Alex Sandu. Tim Austin. Chupa Cabron. Man. The, one of the most melodious voices in the hash, Chupa Cabron and uh, Adam Buckfield. Those are my honorable mentions for the week. As always, folks, you can get a birthday boost if you participate in the show. And if you don't know how to participate in the show, well, 
at this point, uh, it's too late to tell you. You should have already known by now. If you're listening, you know how to participate in the show. There's the hotline. There's the Facebook page. But Chick Brew, uh, it is always good to spend this time with you. And it is always good to give our audience my, my usual reminder that I close every show with that I did not do in the two previous episodes with my guest co-host. So, uh... As always, I like to remind you to be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's the way it goes. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Darrell McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Darrell McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot.